All right, cool. So we're actually recording already. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Jacob Greer, and I want to welcome you guys to the very first episode of Things Your Kids Want You to Know. Our goal with this podcast is to have your kids tell you things they want you to know. Simple as that. So today we have three very special guests. I'll let them each introduce themselves. Hello, my name is Luke Primo. I'm Morgan Wally. And I'm Anna Rodriguez. All right, so Luke, Morgan, and Anna. Tell me a little bit about yourselves. So I recently graduated Hemlock, uh, just a, not even a month ago, just a few weeks ago. Um, so graduated senior now, official alumni of Hemlock. Uh, I was involved with robotics, still am. Uh, doing stuff for the off season. We have an upcoming uh, event IRI coming up. We're planning for that. I still help with the team social media and the podcast we have, The Bald, shameless plug there. <laughs> and um, we also have, I was gonna say something. I can't think of, oh, I was, I'm also planning to mentor as well because I'm gonna be in the area anyway. So the team's done a lot for me, so I, decided I want to give back as well. And then I'm also involved in the Saginaw County Youth Ambassador Program. That is fantastic. You sound like a busy guy. <laughs> just a little bit. All right. How about you, Morgan? Um, I'm like Luke. I also just graduated. Um, I was involved with soccer, tennis, art club, book club, and also like him, robotics, which I also plan on keep doing, <laughs> keep mentoring. I mean, like he said, the mentor is, or the, the program has done so much for us. And like it's gotten so close and done so much for me that I feel like I need to give back to that. <laughs> All right. So again, very, very busy. And Anna, how about you? Yeah, so unlike the other two, um, I'm actually going to be a senior this year, um, class of 2024. Um, so far I've been involved in stuff like tennis, um, robotics with the other two, very involved, um, art club, I'm actually a chief science officer representative for the school district, and I also work for the school. <laughs> All right. So let's jump right into it then. We want to know what you want your parents to know. And specifically, we're going to focus on advice that you would give to freshmen. What should freshmen know? What should freshmen parents know? And what should the world know about going into high school? So. I suppose my first question about that, what is the biggest shock that you experienced going into high school? This was a while ago. Like, I got to get back. Yeah, <laughs> four years now. Yeah, I think it sounds a little bit silly, but I prepared for high school like it was the apocalypse. And, like, people <laughs> in, when I was in middle school prepared it like it was going to be, like, super intense, like, all the time, super difficult. Like, the teachers would be so mean. But it was, like, laid back. And really, all you got to do is try. <laughs> and, like, it's way more laid back than I expected. Okay. Was that a bit of a letdown, you'd say? <clears throat> no. A relief. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a plus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think the biggest change about it is just the fact that it's change. You know, you're not mm -hmm. knowing what to expect. So you're, you're going to be naturally worried about it. But really, when you actually get in there, it's not as bad as your mind is making you think it actually is. Gotcha. Okay. Well, um, speaking of change, I actually didn't go, I didn't 
I wasn't in the Hemlock Public School District until high school. So I came from a much smaller parochial school. And <laughs> this sounds silly, but my biggest shock was freshman year, I had to learn how to use a locker because <laughs> we didn't have <laughs> lockers at my previous school. And so that was a struggle for like the first month. Um, and then coming from a private school to a public school, another big shock that I ran into was the class size. I found it was really cool that you could have some friends in this class go to another hour and have maybe nobody you know or even more friends. So that was something new to me. Well, I hadn't thought of that. Um, for, for you two, does the middle school have the same kind of lockers? Yeah, that's actually a, I mean, a combination lock standard locker, I guess. Yeah, I think kind of the lockers. way Hemlock <laughs> does it, I guess it like, I thought it was really nice. As you go up, it like, there's something integrated that prepares you for the next step. Like yeah. when we moved to the middle school in fifth grade, then they like in an isolated way started preparing us to like switch classes and understand like the timing on that and yeah. time management and having to keep our stuff in our lockers and stuff like that. And then like, as you moved up, you had to deal with locker comms. And mm -hmm. so it was kind of a nice preparing. Gotcha. So you got to fall into it slowly. You were, you were yeah. ready. Yeah. Or she was just thrown in the deep end. Yeah. 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 I got, I was just kind of, <laughs> I got humbled um, because every like freshman orientation, um, that's really handy, but I was, I spent a good, 20 minutes maybe like doing it over and over again so I didn't yep. like embarrass myself instead of in front of the people that shared lockers next to me <laughs> well I guess like now doing it for so long like I don't even think about putting my locker yeah, comment anymore yeah. like if you could have asked me my locker comment that I just had like a month ago I don't remember because I, I do just that. do it I don't think about it but if you like try to explain it to somebody oh, yeah, I feel like it sound worst. really stupid because right now so I just have a combination lock I don't know why I just do at home and so my sister's going into middle school and so I gave it to her so she could practice and <laughs> that's what I, I did. just don't I just had to play a video for her on YouTube like I just, <laughs> I just don't know how to explain it but it's just something my I can just do with my fingers instantly just without thinking and so obviously Anna was at a uh, disadvantage because you know she had to learn that in high school but I remember standing at my locker probably for a good half an hour too when I was going to fifth grade practicing it too so all right, that is not something I thought about. <laughs> <laughs> Lockers, I suppose, thinking back myself, they they can be scary. So can I shoved in one? I don't know. Oh, no, I, no, I that didn't happen. That. Hopefully you guys have No, no, no. <laughs> no, I, no. I did think, like, speaking of shoving in lockers, I thought bullies were going to be a much bigger problem. Like, you know when you're little and you think uh, problems yeah. are going to be, like, really big? Like, when I was little, I thought, like, quicksand would be a problem <laughs> when I get older. I thought when I get into high school, like, oh, my God, I'm going to get shoved into a locker. No. No. <laughs> no. It doesn't happen. Rarely. Nope. Yeah. That's a, that's a good shock, right? Yeah. <laughs> the positives. There is very little to no bullying. All right. So then I guess leaning more to the negative side of things, what is the most difficult aspect of high school that you experienced as a freshman? And on top of that, how did you adapt or overcome? I think going in and having classes with upperclassmen was very scary, and I was not ready for that. I guess I didn't, like, realize until I had to be in, like, more advanced classes or, like, my freshman year I had band, so it was, like, anybody from any grade. And back then I was a very nervous kid and didn't really know how to talk to people 
So I was like, oh my God, it's going to be like, <laughs> I guess like Anna said, the bullying thing. I thought the upperclassmen were going to make fun of me for like anything at all. Mm-hmm. But once you get like comfortable and once I got more confident, it was, it was all right. <laughs> okay. Any tips for becoming more comfortable, more confident in a setting such as that? Um, I mean, just remember they're people too. I'm, I was kind of thinking of it like they're like this higher being. Oh my God, I can't talk to these upperclassmen because they're higher than me. But mm-hmm. it's it's not like that. They're just also students at Hemlock High School. Right, right. You're all doing the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Luke, how about you? Yeah, kind of similar to what Morgan was saying. Just, I think, adjusting to the types of classes as well. Uh, obviously, when you come from middle school, you're taking easier classes. Um, and then when you get into high school, you have that option to continue the standard path, per se. But you can also go ahead and take classes like advanced physics, advanced uh, chemistry. So I think adjusting to the level of classes is also important. And I think the easiest way to do that is just to set out a block of time and just work on your stuff. Because if you're coming from middle school, you might be used to only having to work on your homework for like an hour. And maybe, you know, you have a big assignment and you have to do it for two hours in high school. So I think it's something that just also comes with time. You know, you're not going to day one get all this stuff down and know exactly what to do. But once you start to get into the rhythm, it just feels so natural. Gotcha. Okay. Nana? Um, Okay, so kind of stemming off of Luke, um, my biggest, like, the most difficult thing I ran into my freshman year was dealing with deadlines. So I don't I don't know how to put it, like not soft or soft deadlines, but like the teacher gives you an assignment and he's like, okay, it's due in two weeks, do it in your own time. You're not gonna get class time. Yeah. That, um, right. I've always been like a procrastinator at some level. Freshman year was really bad. And so just don't, don't do what I did and wait until the last day to do a really big project or even just do like keep up with your assignments because even now when like even upperclassmen that I'm friends with they will wait until the night before to do everything <laughs> and they will come into school the next day looking like zombies and not taking any information so yeah I, that's actually a really good point that Anna brought up that I kind of forgot because you know back in middle school I was used to personally you have time to do your homework in class like I hardly went home personally with homework in middle school and then when I get to high school you know sometimes especially when I had some harder math classes I was going home with homework every day and had to do it for the next day and I think it's also important to manage those deadlines because especially like if you're doing what all three of us are doing I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll get into that later but we're all taking Delta College classes right now and they're a lot more flexible even more so than high school classes Whereas a lot of times a professor, at least in some of my classes, they will post everything that you have to do for that semester at the beginning of class. So theoretically, you could get it done in Mm -hmm. like the first week or you could wait till the last week. Well, not usually the last week, but my point here is that sometimes you have to, when you have that kind of flexibility, it's easy to just push it aside because it's not due yet. But then when the due date comes up, you have a whole crap ton of work that was supposed to be kind of spread out. Right. It's almost a double-edged sword. You get a lot exactly. more freedom to work on it as you choose, but that freedom can be, you know, hurt you too if you yeah. take advantage of it too much. That's Procrastination is an easy cycle to fall into. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, 
that's honestly the biggest reason why I hear underclassmen like are failing classes. It's not that they're not smart. It's not that they can't physically do the homework. It's they don't turn it in. And probably half of that stems from not managing your deadlines. Yeah. Like if like, oh, crap, you can do it one or two days like you forgot an assignment. But if you repeatedly forget your assignment, that's when your grade starts falling. And that's why Google Google Calendar became my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's actually leading into the next part of that. How did you adapt? So you said you used Google Calendar. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty organized person. So I like having all my, all my ducks in a row. So I, I utilize like calendars and stuff like that. Um, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of use something similar. I use an online planner uh, just to get assignments have notifications pop up my phone when they're coming up. The due date was coming up. I kind of stopped using it towards the end of high school just because, you know, at the beginning, you know, we had Chromebooks and stuff like that, but that was pre-COVID, when at least when I was a freshman, me and Morgan. And so, you know, there was a lot of assignments that were solely paper, so I had I wanted to put them in there because sometimes I just forget because, you know, if I don't see it on my computer, well, I just might forget about it. But then once COVID came and everything was online, then it wasn't needed as much because I would just use like the to-do list in classroom. Mm -hmm. But still, it's useful to have a planner, uh, especially when you have college classes, because then you have two different websites you have to use and having it in one combined place is kind of nice. Gotcha. I used the classic pen and paper planner because <laughs> I only remember things if I write them down usually. So Okay. So just a, a little bit of time, I guess, organizing your thoughts, mm -hmm. almost clearing your head out. Heard that can be very, very beneficial for productivity, especially. You don't want to be, I guess, always full, uh, your brain at least. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, then. So I guess that leads pretty easily into what is the best advice you've received that helped you through your time at Hemlock? Ooh, I got this one. Or, well, I know my answer. <laughs> um, my parents told me to try everything. And if I was kind of hesitant on it, they would push me to do it. Um, just trying everything, like getting into extracurriculars or taking some electives that you may not think you'd like, or just honestly just keeping, keeping the door open um, allows for you to have some really cool experiences that you don't think you may like. Um, I know personally, like I did that with robotics and now I feel like I live at our STEM <laughs> center. Um, so I really found my passion there. Um, I took a elective my freshman year, found out that I didn't really like it, but hey, you have four years of high school, you have so many electives per year, so many extracurriculars, so many sports you can do. So try everything. You may not like it or maybe you'll love it. I Very like true. That. Very true. <laughs> I got some advice when I was in middle school from Mr. Chase. He's a principal now, but he was my band teacher for a long time. Um, and so when I was in eighth grade, he gave me a solo. And like I mentioned before, I was a very nervous kid. So I was very apprehensive of this, like just me playing in front of everybody in that whole gym. That made me like, oh, it made me want to quit. And so he took me aside from the whole band and he looked at me and he said, I know you can do this. Now, I just need you to need, know that you can do this. And that just kind of like rings in my head whenever I feel like apprehensive to doing something. I like that as well. Yeah, those are both really good pieces of advice. <laughs> I'm not, mine is not as much advice, but it's just something you should do. Um, so at the beginning of freshman, not freshman orientation, but the very first day 
of class, we all the freshmen came into the class, or not to the class, into the auditorium, and Mr. Green did a short little presentation, kind of going over expectations and stuff like that. And at the end of that, he's like, he played this one clip from The Office, <laughs> and he says, I wish there was a way to know you were in the good old days while you're in them. And while, in my opinion, I don't think high school is going to be the best of your days, um, but I think it's important to realize that instead of just shrugging it off, being like, oh, high school doesn't matter, everyone has to go through it. And you might have good feelings about it, you might have bad feelings about it, but everyone's got to do it. So I would just say, make the best of it. And kind of like what uh, Anna was saying, just try everything. Do what, if you were kind of lean against something, or I mean, if you're in the middle, just go for it. Because, you know, in high like you're not gonna really have a chance to do robotics, for example, after high school. I mean, sure, you can go into an engineering field, but it's not gonna be as fun as actually <laughs> being in robotics. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of activities that you can't do once you're out of high school, so you should try them while you're in high school. That's a very good point. Um, so I guess a little bit off script. What is something that we haven't covered so far that you think parents should know um, relevant to their incoming freshmen? Um, I think the connections that you make in high school are going to prove way more important than you think. Because, like, I mean, we've mentioned robotics so much, but I've met so many people through that program, and not saying that's the only way you can, like, make connections. Like, you can other ways. But that has helped me already set up my career for the future. And just those connections will carry out through your whole life. I mean, even if it's just like, like, oh, me and so-and-so, we're best friends in high school. Like, that connection can be very important when you get later down the line. Mm -hmm. um, I think, so going off of my personal experiences, I think one thing that parents should at least keep in mind is your kid may not, every kid learns different. For me, I like to self-teach my, or I like to teach myself things. <clears throat> when I don't understand a concept in math, I will sit down and try to work through it slowly, painfully. But I've learned that through kind of my freshman, my freshman math class, I learned that the hard way of trying to ask my parents for help. Um, and I found out that I would learn the material better if I just tried to teach myself through trial and error. So every student learns differently. And I think that's really good to keep in mind because some students may not find their comfort zone in a class or they learn differently. And I think just keeping an open mind going into that as your kid goes into the next stage of their school career um, really may help just because expectations are different for everybody and every kid learns differently. So, yeah, I think another thing on that, um, I think it's really important for the students to get comfortable asking questions. For sure. It's something I've grown, like, this sounds so silly, but I love asking questions. <laughs> like, when I get interested in a subject, that's when I start asking questions and when I get, like, really passionate about actually learning. And, like, for me, you said, like, everybody learns different, and that's how I learn is, like, asking questions and getting really, like, down to what I want to know and what I think is important, you know? Like, it was when I took Mr. Yvonne's chemistry class, I feel like I was always bugging him with questions. <laughs> like, I was constantly like, okay, so... <laughs> um, and I think that's just so important 
for like the teacher to know that you want to learn, for you to be interested in learning, and it just makes things more productive. Yeah, Morgan, I think it's a really good point. I mean, in my, again, like I was saying, everyone learns in a different way, but in my opinion, I do think asking questions is the best way to learn because not only are you asking questions that you may have that you want answered, but you're also showing, like Morgan's saying, to the teacher or whoever is providing you a lesson, you're showing to them that you actually care about what they're teaching. But um, back to the point about what parents, I think, should just keep in mind. And I, say, I think just being understanding um, when you're in high school, you're being a, uh, in the late, you're, you're a teenager, and in a lot of cases, some people are turning into adults. I turned 18 uh, pretty much at the beginning of senior year, and so I think just keeping an open mind and being understanding is very important because your kids are going through a lot of stuff, and just understanding that I think would be very important just because, you know, you're at a very developmental age in your life and just keeping an open mind, I think is a, just something to avoid issues, I would say. Gotcha. So it sounds like you all have had, I would say good experiences with your parents supporting the activities you've chosen to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. I do want to add one really quick thing. Mm -hmm. I do think, okay, I'm a firm believer in if somebody's not like, if somebody doesn't, it's not more so in an educational standpoint, but like, an ex- experience standpoint, um, you're you're gonna fail. May as well. Failure is the best teacher, mm-hmm. and I think parents should understand that. Hey, you may need to fall flat on your face before you pick yourself up again. So, like Luke said, being understanding. So I would actually put that in its own category. Embrace failure. Mm-hmm. Look for the failure because that means you're learning. And don't focus on the fact that it's failure, and more so like a, a learning opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. Good point. All right. So then let's take everything we've talked about so far, and what would you say are the three most important things that freshmen and their parents should know? I think effort matters. Like Anna said, like forgetting assignments is the biggest failing factor in classes. And I've always thought, like, if you just try and you are truly giving effort, things will work out and you're going to get through it. Yeah. Um, I think kind of just adding on to what Morgan says, I think it's important to um, just realize that you're get, having, you have an incredible opportunity. There's a lot of countries around the world that they don't have schools. Some people, some people can't go to school like women in a lot of countries can't go to other schools. And so you have an amazing opportunity here to get, an education for everyone, but not only that, you have it for free. Um, and in some cases, uh, you can get even college education for free if you're in the early middle college program or the dual enrollment program. So I'd just say take it seriously and kind of adding on to what Morgan was saying, um, you know, you, you can try, you have to try really hard to get like an A in every class but I think you also have to try pretty hard to fail every class. So I think if you at least just put in some effort, I think obviously you should try to put in as much effort as you can, but even if you put in your bare minimum, you can pass. (laughs) Okay, and a quick uh, side note on that. Would you say that Hemlock has done a good job of helping you guys, uh, enabling you guys to focus on the things you want to focus on and go where you want to go? I think so, for sure. Yeah. 
We have a, a very broad range of um, electives and extracurriculars that kind of cater to most things. So. Yeah, I think when, like when we did senior awards for our class and you heard what everybody was going to, I think it was very diverse, and I think that shows how many people have the opportunity to see what they're interested in. Okay. Yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunities, especially considering um, how small the school is. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, because obviously you can go to a bigger school and you're going to have anything from like a hockey team to a swim team, but here you have a lot of options, even though it is a small school. So like I said, and like we've all been saying this entire podcast pretty much, just take uh, take advantage of those opportunities that you have. Yeah, and I think we're also at the school, they're increasing the amount of like advanced classes yeah. and even getting an AP class that people can further explore that area. Like I've taken three, four advanced classes yeah. here and it's really helped me see what I'm really interested in. Yeah, it would be, I mean, I know Hemlock's made their first step, like Morgan's saying, into the AP class. I hope that they're able to add more uh, in the future. Uh, hopefully this, their little, not trial, but their first AP class has gone well. I think it was. I was actually in it. Um, <laughs> so I enjoyed it. It was just a computer science class. But still, you know, once you get, once Hemlock gets more used to these AP classes, you know, maybe they can bring in the more standard that you typically think of, like history, uh, math, calculus, stuff like that. So, all right. And I think another, I just want, sorry, quick point to add. <laughs> I think to show that the, a lot of the opportunities that Hemlock provides, I believe our senior class, and I believe this happened last year too, brought in over a million dollars of scholarship combined. Oh, wow. Yes. So, um, I think that goes to show that not only is Hemlock a place for opportunity, but it just shows that, you know, just because we're a small school doesn't mean that everyone here is idiots, <laughs> to put yeah. it bluntly. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of smart kids here. So um, just a couple of kids going to U of M and uh, other top-notch schools. So That's incredible. All right, it's your turn, Anna. <laughs> oh, um, okay, mine kind of ties in with the other two. So when the senior year was ending, our – me and Morgan's physics teacher did a thing where they had a seniors they had the seniors take a survey and it was kind of like these questions of like what was something you wish you knew as a freshman what is some advice for those staying in school you know stuff like that and there was a fine line well there was a mix between the advanced students saying enjoy your time in high school don't worry about homework and there was a mix of those students who kind of scraped by saying I wish I spent more time on homework and like dedication to classes. So I think it's really important to find your balance of enjoying your time and not obviously keeping your brain occupied with school, 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 school 24 seven, but also kind of like how we've pointed out, trying at least a little bit. And I think if you find that happy medium, you're not gonna say, oh, high school was a complete waste or oh, I wish I did more, I wish I did less, so. I think that's a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah, like we say for, like I said, I played soccer. And what we would say a lot of the time is leave nothing on the field. And I think that could apply for high school too. Leave nothing behind. Like what it means is put put yourself out there 100%. Try your best. Don't leave and go, well, I should have done this. Or, man, I really wish I had had the opportunity to do this. I wish I tried harder. That's great advice. If you had to pick one word to describe the core of what we're talking about today, one word, what would it be? 
I got one. It's a big word. Opportunistic. You're going to have a lot more opportunities coming into high school, and it's up to you to decide if you're going to take them or how you're going to tackle them. Okay. That's a good one. I would go basic and just say hope. There's a lot of hope for high school, and, like, it depends on what you do with it. So would you say also hope for life after high school? Yeah. Okay. I would say foundational. Um, just you're, when you're in high school, you're beginning your life uh, into the, the, everyone says, real world. I mean, we all live in the real world. But <laughs> once you start to get a job, start to go to college perhaps, maybe have a family, you know, whatever you want to do. But high school is really the building block that can, and like what Morgan was saying earlier, uh, build connections. I think that's very important. And I've been uh, very fortunate to be able to build that connection, whether it be through robotics or the Saginaw County Youth Ambassador Program. Um, I've had a lot of opportunities to connect with people. And I think it's, again, just taking advantage of the opportunities that you have can really set you ahead in life. Networking is important. Yes, very. I've met people. I recently went to an event where women in STEM were talking about their careers and we're talking about stuff like this, about like what was the biggest shock, what would you wish you have done? And one of them, she talked for a while about how she wishes she would have networked better and how she had to go through a program at Dow to get those networking connections. So connections are important. The more people you know, the better, especially if you have friends in high places. I've heard that time and time again yeah. throughout my personal experience. I think it. I think it's very true. Get LinkedIn. <laughs> true. <laughs> true that. So, what about the word balance? Would you say that applies to a lot of the advice that you gave today? I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. A lot of balancing. So then, what are each of you doing after high school? I'm. We are all in the early middle college program, so we have a thirteenth year at Hemlock, at Delta College. Um, but after that, I plan on transferring to SSU and majoring in electrical engineering. Yeah, like Morgan was saying, got to do that last year at Delta. And then, uh, again, I'm probably leaning, I'm leaning towards SVSU. I'm almost certain I'm going to be going there, but I'm still undecided at the moment about whether I'm going into political science or computer science. Um, like the other two, also staying in the school for another year with Delta, um, since I am going to be a senior this year and then I have my 13th year, I'm still kind of up in the air for now. Um, but I do currently work in the field that I want to go into, which is tech. So wherever I go, I think that's what my career path is leaning towards, working with computers. Would you say that some of the advice that you are providing today is advice that you're using yourself as you transition into college? 100%. Yeah, I'd say definitely. some of it might be like... Oh, man, I wish I would have realized this in high school, but at least I know it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some of them, like, we've, like, kind of like the coming out of your shell one, trying everything. We're nearing our end. I'm nearing my end. They've ended mostly their high school career. So it doesn't apply to us as much, but it still applies in the real world, trying everything, stuff like that. Well, all right. Any final thoughts? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah not much. Just thanks for listening.